This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Classic how people can't stay on the damn subject. It's really amazing. Anyway, welcome back. We're going to talk to my No, it's it's amazing. I just uh, I just said baseball has their attendance overall has gone down eight straight years. Right. Some guy calls me, hey, Atlanta has great attendance. I don't know what goes on in Miami. And it's like, dude, listen to the goddamn subject. The entire <laughs> sport's gone down eight straight years. What is wrong with you? Like, it, it's, a- it's really amazing how people don't actually listen to what you're actually talking about. And then they get butt hurt somewhere. Where, by the way, Atlanta's been mediocre in attendance because they showed up last year and got over $3 million or something. I mean, you know, it's like amazing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, being a former baseball writer, I can tell you uh, with how, how much the prices have gone up in every in every city. I mean, just for a beer to go right drink a beer at a game, some places is ten, twelve dollars. Right. Uh, there's a lot of people who just want to stay home and watch. It's too many games. That's why uh, baseball has a problem. Oh, major problem. The problem is uh, their fans are you and me, dude. Old people. Right. Right. And then their their fan base is dying. They're not picking up young fans. They'll have a couple of young fans because their dads or their grandfathers are seam heads. And so they kind of bring them there. But most kids, they don't give a shit about baseball, dude. They don't follow baseball. They follow football, basketball, soccer. You know, um, they, they, those are the kind of sports that they follow. Young people are following soccer more than baseball, man. Worst, worst marketed sport among the major Oh, God, it's not even – yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the players don't even get it, dude. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about that. Yeah, yeah, they, they get it. They get it everywhere else. But it's just pay attention to what people are saying, please, out there. Jesus. Anyway, all right, so uh, Ron Guidry, speaking of baseball, is now your new uh, <laughs> defensive coordinator. All right, I like it. Hey, listen, um, you remember – Todd something, or I forgot his name now. I remembered it the other day when this happened. Mm-hmm. He left, like, Pittsburgh for Arizona. and It was a college coach. And then Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham, about? exactly. That's it. And, like, within, you know, and, and, bro, all hell broke loose. Everybody picked on him. That's the norm now. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's- People, people. I mean, again, it, it, it's that's why I always tell people uh, they get frustrated. Why don't we have a coach hired yet? This and that. It, it, there's a domino effect in all of this. You know, it just, it just is. And openings, openings happen. Guys move on to their next. And 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 a guy like Gidry, who spent his entire career pretty much at the G5 or FCS level, uh, he gets a phone call from Miami to go to Power Five that has more money and more resources. Of course, he's going to take that job, even if he's been at Tulane for three weeks. Uh, Kevin Steele last year, same thing. He was at Maryland literally for a week. They had just finished uh, sort of uh, putting his name on the office door, <laughs> and he left for Miami. So, yeah, I mean, things are never done. It's it's the way it is. And, you know, the one thing I will say, oh, is I think a lot of coaches nowadays, and we've had this conversation, I think, in the past, uh, they prefer the NFL. They don't want to deal with the BS of, of recruiting and NIL and all that other stuff. If Given, given the choice, I think most coaches – would, would go to the NFL first. And I think that's what slows up this process because Mario has certain guys in mind, um, ha- has had certain guys in mind through this process that, you know, uh, sometimes the NFL, because it runs later, the NFL season runs now through the through the first or second week of February, uh, that, that sometimes that delays the process. So 
but as far as Gidry's concerned, I think it was a great hire. Uh, it, and I'll say it for this reason. A lot of people that I've spoken to have said he should have probably been coaching at the Power 5 level long ago. I know Ed Orgeron really liked him at LSU. The problem with Gidry, he had a couple DUIs uh, when he was younger. I think the last one was in 2011. And, you know, sometimes that scares away um, programs and it makes it tough to hire a guy sure. or whatever if he's got a little bit of a history. Uh, but it's been a long time. Well, shit, now. man, we all make mistakes. And if you've right. proven over time you've stayed away from him, hell, Mike McDaniel had an alcohol uh, problem. And uh, Lee Steinberg, we were just talking about one of the top agents. He had an alcohol issue, overcame it. You know, the, I, I admire people like that, too, that are able to overcome their demons. That's a, that's a really strong person. Right. And and obviously that's totally different than some other indiscretions with coaches and, you know, other other things you can get in trouble for. I'm not sure. saying a DUI isn't a big deal, but certainly uh, it, it, it's not as a big offense maybe as some other things that, that uh, guys have gotten hired All right. for in the past. All right. So let's talk the elephant in the room. And I'm going to ask you a like multi-part question on this. Mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Strong was a guy that I thought would be a no-brainer. Did not get an interview, and then left right away after uh, after uh, after Ron Guidry got hired with the fastball. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I'm this is what's going through my mind. I'm going, well, wait a minute. Damn, Charlie's proven he's done it, all that, and he's an older coach, so he's not really going to be looking for the next opportunity. You probably can keep him for a few years, whereas right. maybe this Guidry guy. You know, he's trying to climb the ladder, and you might lose him in another year or two if he has, you know, some good performances and somebody says, hey, you could be our head coach or something right. like that. So you so – yeah, and then there's the other side of me that said, okay, Lance, uh, uh, Ron Guidry might be a great recruiter too, and he's got a lot of energy and he's going to hit the road, whereas maybe Charlie, you know, he's not really at this age – going to be hitting the road nearly as much as he used to and and I don't know if that's true or not but something happened there so what have you been able to unearth through all of this what are the pluses and the minuses for hiring one guy not hiring the other and are any of the things that I talked about in the mix yeah I think 100 percent um you know I think a lot of this has to do with Mario hiring a staff, guys that he hadn't necessarily been around, right? He'd been on the other coast with a different staff on the West Coast. He comes here, he tries to get guys that can be effective in this area of the country as recruiters, as people. Um, and I think, you know, Charlie Strong, he doesn't look it, but he's 62 years old. He's been coaching for a long, long time. And sometimes guys maybe run out of a little bit of steam, right? They're not as, uh, as dedicated to the job as when they're young and hungry. You mentioned Lance Guidry. He's 51 years old, never been a Power 5 coordinator, has wanted to get to this level. He's hungry. He's got something to prove. He's been at McNeese State. He's been at Western Kentucky. He's been at Marshall. So to me, yes, I think all of that plays a role um, in terms of hiring staff nowadays. And I think the first time around, I think Mario was trying to hit a home run with a lot of big names, right? Kevin Steele, Charlie Strong. Uh, you hire the Broyles Award winner. Then you go through a season, you say, well, shit, that's not what we need here, right? We need we need some young, hungry guys, some guys that still feel like they have something to prove that can actually help me move the program in the state that it's in. Because I think when Mario first took the job, 
in all honesty, I don't think he realized how crappy the talent on this roster was. Like, I think it was one of those things where you, where, where even, even on the other side of the country, like, well, they got to have receivers. I mean, it's Miami, right? They've got to have big time receivers. Well, they got to have a couple of offensive linemen. They got to have a couple of guys that can make a difference on defense. And I think Mario got in here. And a lot of the guys that are used to coaching elite talent, right? Charlie Strong has been on some great teams. Kevin Steele is coaching some at some really talented places. I think a lot of those guys got in here and they weren't ready to deal with some of the BS they had to deal with, right? I think they were frustrated. I think Josh Gaddis came in here from Michigan, who had just been in the college football playoff and said, we really got this many stupid kids on the roster that can't pick up my offense. We really have. And so it's almost as if, he didn't apply the type of coaching staff that he needed for the situation that he was inheriting. He took the guys that he thought would make the program the best. And sometimes you need bridge guys. Oh, sometimes you need the grunt workers, the guys that can deal with the less talented players with the not as smart players, the guys that need to be coached up. And I I think that was Mario's fatal flaw. That's what I've come to understand being around this program, talking to a bunch of people that maybe it just wasn't the best fit. And he made some mistakes in the hiring process. So, Yes, Charlie Strong, uh, I think, is probably better served being at a place that is a little bit more established, like in Alabama, where he was an analyst in 2020, or, or someplace like that, where he's got the best players, he's got smart players, he's got guys ready to win. And I think we don't think about that enough when we think about coaching hires. We just think, well, this guy's going to come in. Well, no, I, sometimes you have to have the right fit in terms of personality, in terms of uh, the edge, you know, in terms of recruiting, guy who, who's hungry to want to do that kind of job. So I think that's probably the the mistake Mario made in year one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, that that staff unfortunately did not do a good job with what they had last year. All right, so what's uh, what's next? Well, I think obviously offensive coordinator. We're trying to see if uh, if he can get that. Uh, uh, done. Uh, you know, Bruce Feldman, uh, who, who's obviously very, very tapped in. He's my colleague at The Athletic. We did a podcast right after uh, I was on here with you and I mentioned Lance Gidry, right? Like literally yes. two hours later, that's when, when all of that news broke. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we discussed uh, so, several guys. There's some that Bruce didn't mention. They've come to light here in the last couple of days. Other people have put it out there. Uh, Shannon Dawson, who's a passing game coordinator, at Houston, I think it's supposed to be here sometime soon to to speak with Mario. Last night, uh, James Coley, who I've said to you for two weeks, he was in the building uh, interviewing with Mario. Brandon Streeter, who was at Clemson, he was the uh, quarterbacks coach. He moved into the offensive coordinator role this season and got basically fired and replaced it so they could bring in Garrett Riley. He was in the building earlier this week. So there's progress being made. I still think, you know, a guy like Doug Nussmeyer, a guy like Jason Candle are probably at the top of Mario's list. But both of those guys, I mean, um, uh, Candle's getting, uh, I guess, recruited <laughs> to be the OC at Notre Dame now. Notre Dame, I've told, I've tried to tell this to Miami fans before. That's a sexier job than Miami. I'm sorry. It just is. You go coach at offensive corner at Notre Dame these days, not the Miami in the 1990s and 2000s, but the, but the, you know, the Miami now, it's just not a sexy job. So Jason Candle, I think he's debating whether or not to stay at Toledo uh, or, or potentially take a, a Notre Dame or Miami type job. That's something that's that's sort of flailing in the wind. In the meantime, Mario's continue to interview guys. Doug Nussmeyer potentially could end up with the Ravens or another team as a quarterback's coach. Does he want to come back to the college level? That's why I bring all those things up, you know, when you and I talk, oh, so that to try to educate uh, the fans, because I don't, 
I don't think they really they always look at it from the fan glasses, right? Like, oh, right. we got to get the best guy. We got to get this. Well, there's a lot of things to play into this. And there's other schools and other teams looking for coordinators and coaches. And, and so they, they need to be cognizant of that. How is the administration, uh, you know, with all the writing of the checks? Because there's a lot of uh, money going <laughs> out. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think some of those guys are a little disappointed that they're having to, to, to pay buyouts and, and pay people to go away already. Uh, obviously, Kevin Steele getting another job makes that a lot easier. He quit to go to Alabama. So, but but they the, so the Alabama gave them some money now too, right? Like Miami had to give money to Tulane five hundred thousand dollars to get Lance Gidry, right? Right, exactly. Th those kind of things happen. Um, you know, it's part of the operating business. But Miami knew that going in. Uh, oh, they knew that you know this is this is an investment, and sometimes you gotta. That's why all these reports about the new football facility only costing a hundred million dollars. Well, no. When I talk to people at Miami, they say, no, it's going to be closer to $300 million, right? You always, have a, you always have a goal of what you hope it costs. Then there's the reality of how much it costs. And business, in business, you always end up spending a lot more money than you think you're getting into because this has to be paid and that has to be paid. And this – so I, I think, you know, right now they're certainly supportive of Mario. He's not – they're not backing off that commitment to support him and, and to help get. Well, that's right. I'm saying because they keep writing the checks, dude. So it's they impressive. Keep writing the checks, yes. But I, I will say this: uh, you and I have talked about this before. How long will they put up with this? If Mario has to fire guys next year, right? If he doesn't get it right this year, are they going to got to get results? Got to get got, results. Got to start getting results here. Got to start moving better. And, and look, the bottom line is it's a talent issue. Oh, I, I mean, look, coaching sucks too. The coaching wasn't great. Okay, I'm not. I'm not saying, but. Let's be honest with ourselves. Talent-wise, uh, if that team is coached better, what are they at best last year? Seven and five, not five and seven. Maybe eight and four. Yeah, I eight mean, and four. It, I would it, go. Is that still is that still where you want to be? As no, no, but it would have been at least more of a respectable season. Sh like sure. you know, you're you're sure. you know. But my point is, you can't even make you know, a crappy bowl game. <laughs> no, listen, that's there's bad, no bro. That's bad. There, there, there's there's no doubt they underachieve from a coaching perspective, but. What is the bigger issue? The bigger issue is you need you need more, better players, right? Like you still need to bring in the better players. And Mario, I think, in that regard, uh, met his his goals. He got them a, a top seven recruiting class. Uh, he he brought in legitimate guys that can come in and make an impact. He went into the portal uh, with the help of John Ruiz and others, and, and brought in some good players with with some uh, NIL. And and so they're addressing the roster needs now. He's got to find, I think, the right coaches to get you to 10, 11, 12 wins with better talent. And, and you know, that's just part of it. But, again, this is a 10-year investment. Miami fans want results fast. Every fan wants results fast. They want to be where Florida State is right now, be 10 and 3 and have everybody talking about what a great program Florida State is and blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is, uh, you know, this program has been in a really, really crappy state for a long time. 20 years. 20 and years, bro. That that I, I think we can say this now, right? We're, we're five or six years removed. The aberration was the ten and three season. That was yes. the aberration. Yeah, yeah. The the real season is seven and six every year. That's it's what it's, it's kind of it's kind of what I've been talking about with the Miami Heat lately. I don't think the ownership group is as as committed. I think the front office made a lot of mistakes. But Eric Spolstra is such a freaking great chef that he makes it all look better than what it really is most off more often than not. Actually, so yeah, it's it's kind of like that actually. Yeah, you know? it really is. And it's the same thing that happened to the San Antonio Spurs, right? With Popovich, how many years did he still have them sort of competing? Now he can't because the team is just terrible. But the point is, uh, it, it look, if you don't have the talent, you're only going to go so far. 
you're only going to be so good. And I think what's, what's lacked here for the last 20 years, more than anything else, are really good talent evaluators and guys that could recruit their asses off and bring in really good players to come play here. Now, you got to win to do that. You can't yes. be five and seven. You can't be seven and five. You can't be eight and four. You got to string some 10 win seasons together, some nine win, 10 win seasons. You do that three, four years in a row. Then maybe you start getting more elite kids to want to buy in and believe in this. But we haven't gotten there. Miami has not gotten there. It has gone for every good season. You go back and look at Al Golden. He went nine and four one year, right? Uh, you go and you look at, at Mark Rick, 10 and three. The next year, they're crappy. The next year, they're right back to seven, six yeah. wins. So it, it, until you have some sustained winning, uh, it, you're never going to get out of this rut. You're just going to go back to being what you've been, and that's a seven-win program. Yeah. So yeah. Mario has to get past that. I think he will. I think he's going to hire the right kind of offensive coordinator, a guy who's going to come in here and put points on the board. That's what they need to do. They need to, they need to get some of these – Elite wide receivers, I'm telling you, oh, that is such an important thing. You got to get some of these elite playmakers from South Florida. Those are the guys that go everywhere else in the country, and you're like, oh, man, what if they would have had Amari Cooper? You know, oh, man, what if they would have had Jerry Judy? Uh, those are the guys that have to go to Miami. They have to get those guys to come to Miami again. Let's hope so. All right, uh, give me a percentage uh, figure here, uh, 1 to 100%. Um, Either they have one offensive coordinator or you've been talking about a one passing coordinator and a running coordinator. What are the chances of a passing running coordinator? What is the percentage you put on it? I, I, I think it, I would say that it's going to be split. I would probably give it 60-40 right now that, it'll, that, that you're not just going to get the one guy who can come in here and get the, the So the two guys, 60%, 60 that we have a passing and running coordinators. I, yeah, I, I feel confident in that. I think, I think you know, the way it's trending right now, that that's probably the way it's going to end up. Um, that said, uh, I really don't know who the hell Mario's going to hire because it, I thought for a while it was going to be Jason Candle. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe Doug Nussmeyer because of their connection to Alabama and, and the fact Nussmeyer. But all of those things have sort of, you know, now it's not trending in that, that direction. Now you have James Coley in the building, you know. You're going to have this Houston passing game coordinator in the building this weekend. So I don't know where it sits. I, I think we're still probably a week away, uh, maybe, you know, three or four days away from this thing, hopefully having some sort of resolution. Um, I think the other aspect of it, oh, uh, you know, minority hiring. I know that that's going to become a big issue here. Uh, there's some local high school coaches and people around South Florida that are upset that Charlie Strong is gone. I think he's going to have to, you know, you look at this staff, uh, from a from a racial profiling perspective, you know how that matters in coaching now, um, and and people care and they and they will be angry and upset. I think he's he's going to have to figure out how to sort of calm that situation down and 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 you know hire some more minorities on this staff. I think we just talked about maybe being older and maybe not having the recruiting fire and all that kind of stuff. That maybe, all right, whatever. It is. I I just don't view Mario that way. You know what I mean? I kind of view Mario as a no bullshit guy, and he, if he likes you, he likes you, and if he doesn't, he doesn't, and if he thinks you're mm -hmm. right, you're right, and if you're wrong, you're wrong, and he moves on, and it had nothing to do with what you look like. Well, no, listen, I, I just I, I kind of think he's I'm that not, guy. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm not saying he is at all either. I think, oh, I think Mario would hire a giraffe if he could coach. Listen and recruit. I'm I'm one thousand percent behind that. There's no listen. There's no question. I'm not saying that at all. That it's a Mario thing. 
I'm saying yeah, perception. From a, I got from you. a perception on the outside thing. Yeah, I, I think you know that's something too that that may enter the discussion here as far as filling some of these positions because all the guys that I've named to you are white guys. Okay, all right, the yeah. OC names have been white guys. Uh, and, and there hasn't been any minority candidates yet. And if you, if you read the quote in ESPN from Charlie Strong, I wasn't interviewed. There's a reason he said that. OK. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that sends the wrong kind of message out in the public. I think Mario, if you ask me, I think he's because of public perception and the way things are. You have to you have to. Uh, I got you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so. I got you. I got you. I get it. But I just uh, his track record, the way he is, uh, I don't think he cares oh, about I, that. I, I agree uh, with you a thousand percent. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I'm on to something, I think. A giraffe as an offensive coordinator would be strong because <laughs> he's got such a, you know, a high point of view of the field. He's going to see really things develop and he can really call play. I, I'm, you know, I, I think we should hire a giraffe for offensive. Well, you, you, Doesn't you even have to go to the booth. You need one at quarterback now. You can't have a, you can't have Derek King back there anymore because you got uh, you got six uh, what do you got six six three fifty at right guard right you got six six three thirty at left tackle. You're gonna have six five three oh five at right tackle. I mean you're gonna have some some big dudes and uh, you better be able to see over the line of scrimmage. So traffic quarterback might be the bigger need. Okay. Is it Glennon still in town, right? With the Dolphins? Oh, that's true. Mike Glennon. Does he have a year of eligibility left or does he want to play an offensive? Because with that neck, I mean, that's, that's the human periscope. I was talking about him during the season that the Navy should hire him. So that way, if the periscope breaks down in a sub, you know, up Glennon, that's it, you know, and Glennon (laughs) just pops out of the sub. Yeah, it's all clear. You know, it's all good. All right, what do you got going on in the athletic? Well, listen, we just uh, put out a bunch of uh, recruiting roundtables for every single conference, uh, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12. I mean, all of them are are out there uh, sort of recapping and giving some opinions on on the recruiting. Uh, We'll have something here on uh, Lance Guidry, not Ron Guidry. Uh, probably early next week Okay. Uh, as far as a story that Bruce and I are working on, Bruce Feldman. Uh, and, uh, you know, we got plenty of podcasts, plenty of news, all kinds of stuff going on. We're obviously watching the coordinator search. So lots to read over at The Athletic. All right. There you go. And follow him on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro. Manny, as always, thank you, my friend. Have a fantastic weekend. All right, brother. You too. You got it. There you go. Don't forget, Canesware, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Get on down there. The store is amazing. They've got anything and everything with the Canes logo. Inter-Miami is now getting started. They got Inter-Miami gear. Hey, they, they have some Marlins gear, too. When's the Marlins season? Anyway, uh, Dolphins gear. They've got Panthers gear. Panthers, let's see if they can make a push for the damn playoffs there. Would be nice. Overall, so they got all kinds of stuff there. 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Now, if you can't make it to Davie anywhere in South Florida, anywhere in the world, you can make it to Canesware. Yeah, Canesware.com. And when you order over $99, free shipping from jerseys and shirts and helmets and hats and sandals and all kinds of stuff man you name it from pens pencils earrings bracelets they got anything and everything bar uh bar um like uh i don't know what would you call it bar lights or whatever they're called huh 
neon lights. Yeah, you know, with the Canes logo on it, they spin, or, or you can put them against the wall and they light up. It's really, really nice. The, the amount of things that they have in that place with a Canes logo is just absolutely sick. Go see Brett and Jeff and all the great people out there, man. They'll take care of you at Caneswear.com. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Canesware at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie, and open 24-7 online at Canesware.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canesware, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. All right. Some of you out there I see on the uh, chat board, you're all talking about, and Dougie Fresh going, I've read many articles on what happened to baseball and the leading uh, opinions. Number one, free agency. Well, all sports have free agency. No agents. They have agents. The agents, uh, you know, you you can't let them control the way they are. Larger strike zones, more breaking balls, less fastballs, heavily promoted. I don't think anything can save baseball anymore. I don't think baseball is just too slow of a sport for young people. You know, I love baseball. I love the art of the game, pitching, the strategy, all of that. I love the camaraderie that comes with it. You can go to a game. You can have a conversation while you're watching the game in between innings, in between pitches. You've got some time. You know, it's a, it's a really cool sport for many ways, but it, it's, it, it's so far behind everything else because kids, they, they, they need this, man. People need this. We're in a microwave society, man. We need things instantly. We have drive-throughs. We have instant coffee and instant soups, and, you know, that's our world. We want to, we want to get on a phone and make an immediate transaction and send it somewhere within seconds. Everything is about immediacy. Everything is about not waiting. We don't like to wait lines. We don't like to hang around and wait for things to develop. Baseball takes too long to develop for the modern society. And, you know, I've, do they know how to promote their game? No. The, the players are idiots, okay? They're complete morons, Football, basketball, soccer, they're all over social media. They're all over commercials. Companies are not going for baseball players to represent them. They look at them as slow. They look at them as something that is not cool. And that's the other thing. You know, even up to the days, speaking of Mr. Brave that's out there butthurt, you know, the chicks dig the long ball. And that was... um, uh, Glavin and, um, and, and Maddox and Smoltz, they were talking about that, right? And, and you know, it was one of those things that they, they were doing things the right way back in the day to try to relate to young people. But baseball players, like we, you know, last year we were complaining about jazz. Like, what is wrong with you? And, like, people in the locker, in his own locker room that he's got, you know, he brings too much, you know, sizzle to. No, dude, that's exactly what you need. We need a shit ton of jazzes in baseball. But they don't get it. So if you don't make the game entertaining, if you don't give me back Ricky Henderson, you know, and don't give me back Ozzie Smith and give me back, 
you know, Billy Martin and give me back, you know, the color of baseball. Pete Rose and Joe Morgan and, you know, give me the color of baseball and it's gone, dude. Harry Carey's gone. You know what I mean? Everything that was colorful about baseball, the the San Diego chicken, it's gone. You know, I'm talking about shit that only old people can relate to and they're going to go, wow, that was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Where's fun? Oh, no, there's... Did, did you hear about unwritten rules when you were young? We just played the game, and now we got a bunch of stuffy idiots with unwritten rules. Sorry, man. Baseball is too antiquated. It's too way behind. It doesn't get it. It'll never get it. It's done. It's passe. It's a niche sport. And it matters in only a few towns because only a few towns can have good teams. Because it's not a sport that is also leveled. If anybody needs a hard cap more than anyone out there with no... any, It's baseball that needs the hard cap. But they won't allow it. Because you've got to give the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox their advantages. And then a couple of other cities that can, you know, Atlanta can go to a certain extreme. Houston can go to a certain extreme and really be competitive. You know what I mean? But there aren't a lot of those teams anymore. Sorry, man. Baseball is cooked. And they don't get it. They don't understand it. And they just get older, older and stodgier and lamer. And that's their problem. And when they have a Jazz Chisholm on their team, they don't even realize that that, my friend, is the key. You need more Jazz. Okay? I want all that Jazz. Give you another old reference. What's funny is video games realize that yeah. Jazz, I mean, right. of everybody, Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm. And everybody's mad, like, what's he do? What's he why? Yeah, because yeah, Jazz is entertaining, you idiots. But, uh... I wonder, because Dougie was trying to finish up his comment. He said, uh, sorry, those differences in U.S. and Japan are between us and Japan. But that so, culture is... That was what... Yeah, that culture is different than ours. That culture, that culture is fit for baseball. Our culture is no longer fit for baseball. It's just not. Uh, Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the Super Chat. Remember, you guys can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo. At Cash Big O Show, that's Cash Big O Show. And as I always tell you, I love those Bitcoin donations. Uh, Devin Jordan, morning Big O. Looks like Pro Football Talk will be interviewing Tua today. I doubt he says anything about his multiple concussions he's had this season. I'm sure they'll mention it. He'll have to answer some kind of question. I'll, be, I'll watch that interview later. Not that I normally would watch the show, but I'll watch that interview at least. Uh, I got game. Thank you for the love and the super chat, my friend. Oh, will you be going to the Hall of Fame for Zach Thomas's induction? It's a great day for Dolphins fan. Yes, I will. We will go. We will go. Uh, you want to go to that one, Sean? You do? Maybe? Slightly? You'll get. Uh, do I? Do I? Do I not feed you? No, I'm just saying, there's a good food in the area. I don't know what's in. Oh, know, see, you know, here's I mean, the thing. I was talking you know, with. I was talking with Lisa. I don't know if Lisa is uh, on the chat board now, but I was talking with her yesterday. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to stay in Canton. I think I'm going to stay in Cleveland. 
it's an hour drive. And, you know, we only need two days to be there in festivities. Cleveland, well, you know, there's the baseball season will be going on. Might be able to catch a baseball game. The restaurants are all over in Cleveland. There's at least some kind of a nightlife there. Uh, Ken has nothing. I've been there. And it's just Cleveland? Canton? I, you you, know we what? just want to show up in Ken for the festivities, meet some ah, dolphin fans. We got it. We got to have a big old dolphin get together. And we are ha- we all have to meet at the Pro Football Hall of Fame and we all have to sing the dolphin fight song around around Don Shula, okay? So we are going to do that this time around now. See, so we go to Canton for the events, but we drive back to Cleveland to sleep and and hang out and maybe go to a game, maybe go to a concert. It's I mean, not like, uh, maybe I'll go to a concert. There's not anywhere in between those two like that. Like, yeah, but it's going to be a smaller town. I just don't know about Cleveland, man. I want. I you, see you've been to they, Cleveland? When the heat go to, it just looks gloomy, man. No, 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 Look no. Look at no, this. No, no, no. Look at the sky. Listen, you can You never, go to Cleveland, can, it's like. You, you can you, never compare Cleveland to Miami. I mean, that's just night and day. Pembroke Pines. But, but it's not Cleveland winter. It's Cleveland August. It's summer. It's hot. It's, it'll be blue skies. It, it won't be that bad. I don't know. I just don't think Cleveland ever gets blue skies. Oh, no, no. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. They get blues about the teams, but not the skies. The, the, during the summer, we'll get some blue skies. I promise you we'll get some blue skies. But I'm thinking I stay in Cleveland instead. That's where we go. We go to Cleveland. You already got concerts, though. I don't know. I haven't checked the concerts yet in Cleveland in August. It's uh, August uh, 3rd through the, through the 6th. You know what's funny is August 3rd through the 6th is in Cleveland. I come back home. And then a couple days later, I leave to Montreal to go for the Metallica concert between the 11th and the 13th. <laughs> There's no darkness retreat around there? Thank you, Dougie. Uh, you know, if it was wintertime, the entire city You just Cleveland. drop me off in a darkness retreat, pick me up each day, and I'll go with you from there. I'll just, the light's off in wherever I'm at. <laughs> um, Frankie says, get some hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'll definitely get so some. Geez. Uh, let's see. The, the 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 Hurricanes need the original Orange Bowl Stadium. No, they they just need to recruit and coach better. That's what they need to do. Uh, now, hey, listen. What we can't say with the Canes anymore is, well, they they don't make a commitment. That's out the window. The commitment's there. It's they're overcommitted. Now it's up to Mario Cristobal to get it done. That's it. Uh, thank you, Sean, says Dougie. It is a cultural phenomenon. I'm a huge seam head, and it hurts. It really hurts. Yeah, that's why you're feeling it, because you're a seam head. And seam heads always, uh, every time I have this conversation, you have the seam heads that get really touchy about it, but all you have to do is look around, dude. The sport is dying. You know? Gold jacket dinner is Saturday night. Tickets available. Yes, sir. I was there last month. Nothing has changed. Still boring. <laughs> I just went to the, I just went, I've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, I just went, uh, I don't know when was that Genesis concert in Cleveland. I want to say might have been, what, eight, ten? No, it was during the winter. 
So it was just this winter, actually. No, no, no. I just went. Or was it last winter? It was like, oh, so it was a year ago. So last winter, I went to see uh, Genesis in Cleveland and also went to the Hall of Pro Football Hall of Fame and went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because my buddy had never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So we went there and, uh, and then went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame also. So it's cool. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he would want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Would you? I'll go look at the, the Hall of Fame, yes. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, I'll go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, looking at museum and I just, 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 I'm not into music to where I sit there. Like, I don't even listen to music in the car. No, I know. Unless you're with me in the car. Yeah, that's it. Other than that, it's, it's podcasts or whatever else I'm listening to that day. Like, I don't listen to a lot of music. Oh, man. Uh, Ira really can't be serious thinking that the Heat had enough ammo to trade. for. Now, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I've been to Cedar Point, too. I've been to Cedar Point and Kings Island, both. One's in uh, Sandusky, and the other one is in... Huh? Are we... I, I, uh, check it out. Canton and... Is that where th- the Tommy Boy thing is? They got the whole... Uh... The auto parts store? Oh, Tommy yeah. Tommy Boy? Yeah, right? Yes. Sandusky, Ohio. Yes. Yeah, Cedar Point. Cedar Point and Sandusky, because Cedar Point is in Cedar Point. That's right. The uh, the amusement park. Uh, check out check out the distance in Google between uh, Canton and Sandusky and Canton and Cedar Point. And I know Cleveland because I checked it out yesterday just to be sure because I knew it was about an hour. I remember our, I remember when we were doing the Marino one, Zach Krantz was with me, and we left the flats, I think it's called, or whatever it's called out in Cleveland, that area where all the bars and, and, and clubs are at and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and he thought he had a long time to sleep and all that. And I might have been going a little fast. No. And, we, and we got there like in 45 minutes or something. From Cleveland to to uh, to uh, Ken, and Zach was like, "How fast were you going?" <laughs> huh? Sandusky's two hours from from Canton. That's a long time. How about Cedar Point, Cedar Point, uh, Ohio? Both uh, both amusement. Those are two of the best amusement parks in the country, by the way. The state of Ohio has two of the best amusement parks in the country. Kings Island and Cedar Point are fantastic parks, dude. I've been to both parks, and they are absolutely awesome, dude. Love it. They have so many roller coasters, and if you're, you know, a fan of those thrill rides. How long? Well, both two hours away. Yeah, an hour and 48, I can probably do it in an hour and 10. Yeah, save you about 38 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the only reason you have seen some kids playing baseball nowadays is because they're parents and it has less to do with them actually loving the sport. Yep. Once they get old enough, they're dumping it like a bad habit. How does Bush Gardens compare to Cedar Point? Don't insult Cedar Point, bro. Don't insult Cedar Point. Okay? Don't insult it. And by the way, the Bush Gardens up north is absolutely beautiful. Okay? Well, what is it in uh, North Carolina, the one I went to, right? Is that the one? Uh, 
look it up there, North Carolina or Maryland. Anyway, um, I've been to that one. It's real. It's beautiful because you know the trees and the forest and all that. And it's all inside a forest, and it's really cool. The Tampa one's still better. Okay, I've been to both. Tampa Bush Gardens is better than the one. Is it Virginia? I want to say. I want to say it's Virginia. Williamsburg, Virginia. That's it. That's the one. I've been to that one. It's beautiful. Like, like you can't compare the looks, the, the, the aesthetics, everything about it. That one is gorgeous. Because Virginia is just a, just a gorgeous state, man. When you drive through it, it's just awesome. Uh, North Carolina, I love too. But the amusement park itself, Bush Garden, is better than that one. But Cedar Point and Kings Island, please, dude. That's big boys parks, Okay. Like Bush Gardens is nice, and they've and they've improved it. They've added a couple more rides, but no dice, doggy. It doesn't come close to those amusement parks in Ohio. Those are those are badass, badass parks. Okay, just like Sloman's Home Shield, they are badass too. They've been taking care of Americans for a hundred years now. That's right, folks. And listen, if you're looking for an alarm system. My house is protected by Slomans. His house is protected by Slomans. Florida, California, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Virginia, Georgia. Get on the phone, man. And if you're looking for a new alarm system, we're going to give away a free doorbell camera. That's right, folks. The first 40 big old listeners will get a free doorbell camera. We haven't given this away in a couple of weeks now. And when you use our professional installation and our low-cost central station monitoring, you're going to get an LED touchscreen pad, a motion detector, three-arm doors, and a backup battery. Tell them that big O sent you. They'll take care of you. And for those of you that are still stuck in those winter days that you can't be hanging out in a T-shirt like us here in Florida but you're somewhere in Connecticut or New Jersey or New York or Maryland or Virginia or even Georgia, you're using heating oil, aren't you? Well, you know what you pay a month. How about if I tell you you can save money, maybe even hundreds a year? Why don't you call 1-866-OIL-DEAL, and all you're going to do is ask, how much for your your heating oil service? This is what I pay a month. What would you charge? That's all you're asking. You're only comparing. And if they can beat it, well, guess what? I'm pretty sure they're going to beat it, but you're also going to save yourself a lot of money. So it doesn't hurt. Pick up the phone, save it on that cell phone, make the, make the call when you get a chance, 866-OIL-DEAL, and call them. So if you're dealing with heating oil prices as they're going up, call our friends at Slomans, taking care of Americans for over 100 years. All right. A ride, a ride, a ride. But hey, man, that's a good two weeks. We get to see Zach go into the Hall of Fame. And then the following week, I go to Montreal to go see Metallica. Man, that is, that's, that's a blessing, Lord. Thank you, sir. I am blessed. A little sports, a little, uh, a little um, music. Man, in two weeks, legendary stuff. Because uh, I, I, I'll never forget the whole Marino experience that week. And I want to be there for, for Zach, man. I want to go for, for, for um, what's it called? When, uh, you know, any of these big-time names for us make it to the Hall of Fame, I want to be there. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. Big O rocking the oaks today. Yeah, the uh, sun. Although the sun is now the, now the glare. Oh, no, it's still pretty bad. 
because it comes off the it comes off the floor, and it and it gives me the glare. So then it makes me it makes me squint my eyes the entire time. Six Flags is a better compare. Yes, sir, you are right, Frankie. It is a better comparison. You know, a Bush has done a really good job in Tampa. They've improved it, but there's like twenty something roller coasters in Cedar Point. I'm not I'm not lying to you, man. It's probably 20, 21, 24 roller coasters. It's stupid. You, you, you have to go for a couple of days because you will not be able to ride all the coasters. And there's so many really cool ones, man. I remember one that I rode called Maverick, okay? And it was actually a really, really cool roller coaster. I forgot the one that spins up, goes straight up and down. And that thing's broken down several times, too. Luckily, it wasn't when I was there. But, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, the Carol, I've been to Carowinds in Carolina. That's all right. That's all right. I've been to Carowinds. I'm a, I'm a, my wife and I are coaster nuts when we were younger, and we would travel around the country to, uh, to different coasters and all that, and Texas and California, the Midwest, the East Coast. Uh, we, we've gone to a lot of uh, parks. We've driven and flown to a lot of parks. Uh, what we never really ended up doing was going to parks in other countries. That was the other. That was the next stage, but we never got to that point. And now that we're older, okay, because my wife and I have been together 36 years, um, we're not as big on the coaster thing anymore. <laughs> kind of gets to us a little bit more than it used to. Going upside down and spinning around, all that. I used to laugh at all of that nowadays, and. I could probably still do a little bit of it, but my wife does not want any part of it anymore. So we've kind of gotten, uh, as we've gotten a little older, uh, we've gotten a little softer in that area, got to admit. Lisa says, oh, there's a great rib burn off of Food Festival in Alliance, Ohio, Enshrinement Weekend. When we're there, we came, we came for Dan's induction. Okay. Alliance, Ohio. Where, how far is Alliance, Ohio from, from uh, Canton? Because apparently it's a rib burn-off. Uh, I, something you might be interested in. I don't know. Not sure. You might be interested in some ribs there, Sean. I don't know. When you go to Montreal, don't forget to visit the Big O Stadium. Well, that's, how, that's, where, the, that's where the concert's at. The concert's held in, in, the, in the Olympic Stadium. 29 minutes, so it, maybe it's in between the drives to, to Cleveland and, uh, and uh, Canton. So we can stop to have uh, lunch or dinner or whatever there. I love it. Uh, the best rides are in the fa- Oh, yeah, baby, the youth fair. I love me some youth fair. I, I also go for the food, right? I mean, you know, I got to admit... I got to have me an elephant ear. Oh, I was, we are going to be broadcasting live at the youth fair. Okay. We're going to be there three weeks. We're going to have three different shows. We'll be at the youth fair just to tell you already ahead of time. So I was talking with the folks from the youth fair yesterday. This is funny that you bring this up. So they told me, oh, we're going to bring you a Cuban sandwich. And I go, okay, no, 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 no. We know you love elephant ears. It's an elephant ear Cuban sandwich. So the bread is an elephant ear. 
And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so good. Because <laughs> that's the beauty of the fair. There are some foods like that fried Oreo stuff that you would never ever have anywhere else. What? What? They fry everything at those fairs. I know, but but so like you can bring your own stuff from home and they'll just throw it. In they'll the just throw it in there. It's beautiful. It's awesome. But the fried Oreo is like something you would never have anywhere except at that fair. Why you do it at your house? Oh yeah. You're that hard. I've never seen anybody. Oh, I, I don't yeah. know anybody that's fried Oreos at their house. Yeah, fried Oreos, fried Snickers. Yes. Fried Snickers. Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh, so good. I don't know about you. Know, I tried the Oreo and it's all right, but the fried Snicker that actually sounds really good. You get it just right, bite in. It's gooey. It's Ooh. good stuff. Wow, that's nice. Good, good stuff. All right, so we'll, you can't go wrong with fried. Well, we'll get we'll get wrong. we'll get suggestions. Friday. Now. That's right. We'll get suggestions uh, for our our trip to Canton from all of you out there as we get closer. Uh, let's see. What else do we? What? What the McRib? Are you gonna fry the McRib? I don't know. I'll eat the McRib up. What are you talking? Those are the best sandwiches ever. When is the McRib coming back? Uh, it just was back, and now it's gone again. Okay. Funny thing about the McRib is, it, is it really rib? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows what it really is. Oh, but I love it. Nobody it. knows what it really is. Uh, let me uh, let me just check here, because just in case, and I am glad I checked. Cash App or Venmo, Adam Pinkser. Thank you for the love on Venmo, sir. Remember, you can make make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. Uh, and remember, Bitcoin donation always welcomed. Oh, so happy for Zach Thomas. Always admired his work ethic and hustle. Hell yeah, man. Hells yeah. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you for uh, sending in the donation. Justin Floyd, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. He says in uh, Tua's interview with Nate Burleson, he just said he will be taking judo every Friday to learn how to fall. Wow. that's what, You guys heard me talk about this, right? That in, I took judo for many years, and they, they would teach you how to fall in judo. Uh, thoughts. Keep up the good work, fellas. That's super smart on his part. Super smart on his part. Ever since I took judo as a kid, no, no. Let me let me explain something to you. Did you take any martial arts when you were young? Yeah, I took I took a little bit, and then in wrestling they teach you how to fall. I, it helped. It, it helped me. It helped me when I was falling. I always learned how to roll on any fall. I didn't care what it was. I don't care if I was tripping in the street or if I was playing basketball or football or whatever. After, after doing judo for many years, it assisted me on breaking falls and, hurt, and, and stopping me from hurting myself. I might, maybe even falling in my house. I, might have, I, I, I know still to this day how to roll when I fall so I don't fall badly. You know what I'm saying? I I am 100% on this for Tua. Because to me, I know from personal experience, it helped me as a kid. And then as I kept playing sports and all kinds of stuff, you're going to fall in life. And it is actually a, a skill to it, a, a technique to it, 
that once you're losing your balance, then you learn how to then fall to break it. At least you try. Not going to happen every time. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like every time's going to be dead. It's not every not, shot's not going to be that Milano hit to where, you know, that's where I think, yeah, he's got to learn how to fall in a way. But in football, you never know which way you're going right. to get hit to go with the fall. So it's, it's kind of a little bit different there because even with like, you know, I know, no, know but, Frank but let me, let me ask, wrestling. But, but. No, no, but just to follow up on your point right there, mm -mm. if you don't know how to fall, when you get hit, you're just airborne, and then you don't know, and you're just going to fall on your face. Somebody that knows judo is going to try to then roll as, as they try to fall, just like the guy that doesn't play baseball doesn't know how to slide. So then all of a sudden, the QB, as we see sometimes with some of these QBs, that they don't know how to slide, that guy probably didn't play baseball. And so you see somebody coming at you, but you don't know how to get out of the way, and so you awkwardly slide, and then you hurt yourself because you don't know how to slide. And so these are things that I think, again, you are 100% right. The, the unknown at times will not, you know, it's going to be hard to make up for that. But when you do see it, and when you do get hit, and you can brace for it, then you, then you can prepare yourself on how to fall. So if you don't have the knowledge of knowing how to fall or the knowledge of, of sliding, then no matter what happens, you're going to be at a disadvantage. But if at least you have that knowledge, you're going to be able to defend yourself in certain situations. Yeah, yeah, in certain situations, yeah. My worry is because you saw it when he, the, was it the last concussion? Yeah. He went to, so he didn't hit on his thing. He rolled over to the other way. Right. You know, and again, maybe as, as he's doing it, it becomes second nature. My, my worry is it becomes second nature to him to roll. And I use this, and it, it's different, but I'm talking about the, the principle of, of applying it is you get used to it. And, you know, like you say, every time you know you to roll and things like that. In wrestling, we're told to tuck our chins. Right. Tuck your chins so your head doesn't hit the ground. Well, here's the thing. AJ Styles created a move called the Styles Clash. Okay, and whenever you take a move in wrestling, you're always told, tuck your chin, tuck your chin, tuck your chin. Well, when he first started doing the move, everybody's tucking their chin and getting their head driven into the ground because it's just, it, you know you're going to hit the ground, you tuck your chin. You had to learn to start going, you know, putting your head up for his move or else you're getting spiked. You're getting your neck driven right into the ground. So I just hope he, you know, again, doesn't go the whole extreme way and be like, oh, this is how I got to do every time. And then he starts getting... Right. You know, possibly injured that way. Because, again, the reason I think he got injured this time is he didn't want to land on his shoulder. Yeah. As, as you pointed out over and over here. And so he did the roll, and, and it ended up being the concussion. Again, but, again, it's going to help you in some sometimes, sometimes yeah. mm -hmm. that you can brace for it and you can prepare for it, and then you can kind of, you know, try to take on the fall. But then there are going to be times where yeah, no. none of it is going to help yeah. you. But you see it even with slides. Yep. Guys that can't even execute a slide will injure themselves. Yep. yep. It's the weirdest thing. All right, let's get ready for hour number three. Scott Pianowski is going to join us. Let's get to our sports grill, Miami Dolphins and NFL draft talk right here with Scott Pianowski.